Christina and Lydia and you're listening to Retweet and today we're talking about how to be assertive um, so we're gonna be looking at how to be assertive in settings that are just life in general family romantic settings um, and just like looking at why women particularly women of color are more subservient yeah so um our special guest today is Karen <laughs> Cartier, Cartier, Period. KK. Um, she was on our episode University Culture mm-hmm. in season one, and she also is, um, you know, a BSA president alum. If that makes sense. Yeah, she was the president yeah. last year. Um, and then she's also on Social Science Council mm-hmm. today, uh, this year. Um, yeah, and I don't know. What else? Yeah. Oh, guys, follow me on YouTube. Um, Melodies by Karen. I do a little piano stuff. And yeah, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Lydia, why did you want to have Karen on this episode? Okay, I want to have Karen on this episode because obviously we already highlighted that you were president. So that is some that is a space that you have to take up that requires a lot of verbal attention, physical attention. You know, when you walk in the room, hey, it's president. You know, mm-hmm. people still to this day come to Karen being like, president, BSA president. <laughs> so obviously, like, and also you're someone who is like not loud in a negative way, but you're just like you're someone who like when they enter the room, it's recognized. Really? Yeah, Thank I you. really think so. <laughs> yeah, I really, really believe that. And you're someone who reclaims what's theirs. So as of recently, <laughs> um. I guess like a January time. Is that when? Or February, yeah. February time. Karen got her Canada Goose jacket fucking stolen. Okay? Rod. At an event that she essentially organized because it was a BSA event. So being the president, like obviously you had the most control over it, assuming. Yeah. Um, and when it was stolen, I mean, first week, everyone's like, we'll find the jacket, we'll find the jacket. You know, a couple months roll up. Where's the jacket? No, Karen, give it up. The jacket's gone. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Karen was looking for this jacket every, every day. Every day. I literally couldn't sleep. I was like, no, it's not sitting well with my spirit. <laughs> like, I need my, it's mine. Like, you know, it's mine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was the happy story? I got it back. Yeah. Um, after like months of trying to look mm-hmm. at it. I'm, I'm sure uh, most anyone from London that was on Instagram during this week would um would have seen some some stuff yeah. on their some on snaps because Karen because yeah. Karen was not I don't know if humble's right word but no, you were, I couldn't be humble about it yeah she, because <laughs> you had to be loud about it you had yeah, to say no do. like this girl or this person we're not gonna say who yeah. stole the jacket and then you expose them mm-hmm. so I feel like to do that one you had to have confidence in reclaiming what was yours mm-hmm. and then two you had to be like so verbal about it because even when you were looking for the jacket like you were constantly making stories like being like hey if you see this jacket like yeah. let me know yeah 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 and I think like that coming back to your point even if it's not your character, sometimes you have to come out of character for people to hear you. And that's something that you definitely did, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that was, like, one of the things in my head. I was just, like, honestly, like, I can't just sit down and act timid and be like, oh, you know, woe is me. Like, you literally need to open your mouth because at the end of the day, like, you're not – nothing's going to happen if you don't make it known that, okay, like, I need what is mine, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was something that I had to put in my head. I'm like, even if I'm not really the type of person to, like – do confrontation this is the moment to do it I'm so sorry mm-hmm. yeah oh my god that's such a good point confrontation because mm-hmm. I feel like 
I don't know if it's like synonymous to being subservient, but like being um, like anti-confrontational. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess, synonymous to being like passive, mm-hmm. which I do think is like very like, okay, whatever, like do what you want and almost yeah. like allows people to push. I, th- I don't think like, I think confrontation is uncomfortable for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but you just have to put your, like you have to do it. Yeah. And especially at yeah. this big age, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need to like, Stand up for what's yours, or else people will walk all over you. They will drag. You they to will the drag you to the floor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's no. a hard lesson that, that you have to learn. That I have to learn. That I'm still learning. It's a continuous journey. Like we're all learning it. Like and confrontation is like different in different contexts. Like it could be. Let me not even elaborate, but let me leave my point there. It's different in different contexts. <laughs> yeah. No. And even so, when Karen was telling me the story about how she got her jacket back, um, when you went back home to Brampton, like you went to church and you talked yeah, about I the story you gave a testimony yeah. about how yeah about how you got your jacket <laughs> yeah, back yeah, yeah it does. And I was like hallelujah I was like yeah because you know like God is good you know and sometimes you just have to and the reason why I wanted to show the goodness of God obviously and I also wanted to show people that you know sometimes you need to come out of your comfort zone to literally get what's yours and even my pastor was like you need to claim the things that God has blessed you with and honestly I had to claim that jacket that, yeah like, that's like that's what it was you and know? he's yeah and and when you were telling me the story you were telling me like he was like what's yours is yours. yours what's yours is yours yeah so like that's one thing like we can't allow people to just take things from us and then just keep quiet about it you know it's like and it, it doesn't even have to be um materialistic like don't mm-hmm. let someone take your joy and be quiet about it don't let someone take your confidence and be quiet about it you know what i mean yeah no exactly mm-hmm. That's so true. true, And I feel like especially in relationships when you're not confrontational or you're not like Mm -hmm. making it known how you feel, then yeah, you are letting people take your joy, your happiness, et cetera, because you're just like, well, I guess it's not a big deal. And that says a lot about how you value your emotions as well and your comfortability, Mm -hmm. right? If you're just like allowing this person to just, I don't know. I was once listening to a podcast about relationships and they're discussing the difference between um, like settling and compromising. And they were saying that settling is kind of just like allowing the person do what they want. So, for example, mm-hmm. if me and Karen want to watch a movie, she wanted to watch a horror movie, and I want to watch a rom com, me settling would be like, okay, we'll just watch a horror movie and let it be done. The compromise would be like, perhaps there's an ulterior motive, like there's a ter- like another movie that we could watch, or this week we watch a horror movie and next week we watch a rom com. Mm-hmm. So I feel like <coughs> with the idea of like valuing yourself, is like if you're constantly settling. <coughs> Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) If you're constantly settling, then that says a lot about how you value your wants. Yeah, You obviously are putting the other person wants above you. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes I think that's kind of what I was taught growing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, be the better person. Like, allow that person to Mm -hmm. do. Yeah, through growing up. Even through, like, sometimes through religion. That's what I was going to say, too. I didn't want to say it. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, not every day. Yeah. And like no no like yes turn the other cheek but there like there there has you have to draw the line. Yeah, there has know? to be like, a line where it's like you're not just like being like a doormat and like exactly. getting taken advantage of and you know, yeah. So. Yeah, cuz like are you turning the other cheek constantly until your neck snaps? Like, you know, exactly. you want to you want to make sure that there's like you draw the line, right? Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So. Exactly. That's so true. And, like, even – I was even thinking about, like, dating settings because um, another podcast that we love, Why Won't You Date Me, she had an episode called Boyfriendless Forever, and she was talking about how, like, she often expresses a lot of her wants and needs, even in a sexual manner. 
and she finds that like men aren't attracted to that because they love she finds that like men are the most attracted to her or find her the most attractive when she's like almost more quiet and more like yeah more subservient in general mm. and do you guys find that's like your like experience because i think that we're all women who one are pretty vocal and also like loud on the internet like me and mm-hmm. you have a podcast you have a piano page mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know you're just constantly Musical. just like advertising yourself and like mm-hmm. just care who karen is as a person i think like yeah. <laughs> advertising <laughs> music coming soon <laughs> yeah no but like just like yeah who we are in general yeah. like they don't like it is loud like mm-hmm. when we enter spaces it's not like obnoxious to say that but it's just like it's true like when i enter a room maybe it's because it's london and it's all white people but i know that when i'm with my friends and like we're just like laughing having a good time nothing different than like the bros at the other table but people will start looking at us because we're taking up space Mm-hmm. And people are noticing my laugh. People are noticing how we're dressed, and it's because we're loud. Yeah, like it's weird because like people see me as like someone that's like that, but like in my head, I feel like I'm kind of shy. Like I always, tell I you know, this, Karen like, always says, "I'm so I, shy." No, I really feel like I'm shy. But then again, I think it's because like I'm also very confident in myself. So mm-hmm. like that's also shown. Like when I enter certain spaces, like they can see like, oh, okay, you can't tell this girl anything because she knows herself. You know, so. But, like, it depends. Like, I could have a lot of personality, like, with a certain person and then have no personality with someone else. It depends on, like, my comfort level. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I would say, yeah, the loud thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the loud it, can thing. Be, it can be evident. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's true. Because, yeah, even on the online dating episode, I kind of mentioned – or maybe I didn't mention it. But, anyways, either way, like, when I was on the dating apps and I'm still low-key on the dating apps – because um, I just fucking love them. <laughs> just kidding. They're actually trash, but I still use them because they're fun. Like, every time I give my Instagram, I get ghosted. And I was like, I wonder why that is. And I had to, like, think about it. Because it's like they've already seen your face. That's true. They've already seen my face. You know face. what I mean? So what is it about your Instagram that they don't like? Exactly. And I think what it is is, like, my Instagram is loud. Like, I post a lot I post a lot of who I am and not just pictures of myself with like bland vague captions they're just like things that like represent me like people (laughs) well you know what I mean it's just like Mm -hmm. it's very it's I want to say obnoxious but it's like it's taking up space Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what it is maybe I'm just like too loud I don't know but is too loud a thing that's a good question is too loud a thing and it is even me referring to myself too loud, like, a representation of, like, how I've been taught to see, like, black women who take up space? Mm-hmm. And do you lose your, like, your loudness, I guess, when you're in a relationship? Because I feel like sometimes you do. I feel like you do. Certain, like, certain people do. And... I don't know. Maybe that's why we're single. Like I don't know. No, it's like, true. I think about it because I'm like, who who could I date that like would be not like handle me, but yeah, like the fact not, that you even have to say handle, yeah, I know, like right? not make me feel like I have to um, water myself down. You know? Yeah. Well, do you guys know Lizzo? Obviously, right? Yeah, Lizzo. Do you know Lizzo the rapper, Karen? No, she doesn't know Lizzo. You <laughs> need to listen to Lizzo. Okay. Um, but she's just like this thick black woman. And 
couple years back, she did an interview with this YouTube channel called Style Like You. So Style Like You is this YouTube channel where they talk about body positivity and they get people to come on, interview, and like they take pieces of their clothes off. Mm-hmm. And in that interview, she was like, yeah, like I'm really big and I'm also kind of tall. Oh, um, also. Yeah. And she she's a, perf- a singer. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I know who yeah. Yeah, and about. she was like, yeah, I train myself to make all my insecurities like good things, almost like superpowers. So she was like, and so if I'm big, you have to be real big to handle me. And then she was like, and that's why I'm single. Mm. She was like, that's why I'm single because I let people know that I'm like so big and I take up space that men get insecure around me. And it's like, it's not a cool thing. It's like embarrassing for me to feel that way mm-hmm. is what she kind of said. I'm paraphrasing. Listen to the, the video, but. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's crazy because it's true. It's true. No, it's she's not lying. True. Like I'm just thinking. I'm like, hmm, sounds sounds true. Sounds like relatable. And it's hard because I think that we're almost. I don't want to say it's a lie, but we're like sold this idea that if you're a big powerful woman, this like big powerful guy will like want to come and collect you and I think that could be true like obviously Beyonce and Jay-Z exist like you know like there's power couples that exist Michelle and Obama exist Mm -hmm. um but that's not like common I think yeah and like did like Michelle and Obama didn't or Michelle and Barack didn't start out as a power couple you know what I mean yeah that's true like Mm -hmm. they grew together into it but then that's a whole other thing where it's like Mm -hmm. do I want to hold you down and like would yeah that's true (laughs) and like would Jay-Z date Beyonce if like Jay-Z wasn't as famous of a rapper Mm -hmm. like what if Beyonce was like really into Jay-Z but Jay-Z was like a normie like I feel like is there not insecurity that's there (laughs) I'm sure it would cause issues with him is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay, I get what you mean. Like, yeah, like how guys feel when their wo- like their woman makes more than them. Or so that's what like I meant that. by like if yeah. Jay Z was like a normie and Beyonce was like Beyonce. How would the relationship, how would the relationship actually work? play out? Yeah. Well, like, if you look at like Nicki Minaj and her boyfriend. <laughs> I saw a tweet like, today. That's like a good example. Who's her yeah. boyfriend? I saw a tweet today where it was like, it oh, looks like a normal like... guy. Really? Yeah, from her past, you know? Uh. And like, it's working out. I think like you just have to be like, it comes down to how secure you are in the person and in yourself, you know? But then again, maybe he does have those insecurities like, oh, you know? She's taking but care I, of me. I, 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 I would never know. <laughs> we would never know. <laughs> I would never know. I would never know. Yeah, you're right. So how do we also I wanted to specifically talk about like being humble as well. Because there's a lot to talk Ugh, about like being humble. I hate that word. Well, okay. part of me like okay, here's the like, thing. I just feel like the what the word humble means and how people use it are two different things. Okay. And I think people use humble, especially when they use it in the context of women, it's just like you're not supposed to know what you have and like your own worth. And I don't fuck with that. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the way that it's used is not equated to like what it actually means okay when i think of the word humble well that's also because like i'm also like a believer so everything that like my view with humble is linked to like god and the word of god so when i think of the word humble it's like reminding me that everything that i have is a blessing from god so it's not like i'm like literally when i do things i'm like i'm not doing this with my own strength like that's like how i think but other people who 
like obviously don't believe wouldn't think that way but with me it's like okay I'm the president of BSA but I didn't get here with my own strength like I had to pray for this position I had to pray for the grace of God to do all the things that I had to do or for example um, me getting my jacket back I'll never say it was by my own strength literally I always link it to God giving me the knowledge to even know where and how guys if you knew the magic (laughs) that happened with this yeah so I think like being humble isn't saying like oh you have this but um you're less like don't even think that you you know how to do it because like you're nothing and you don't know your worth da, 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 da. but i think it's just knowing that like you it's not by your own strength mm-hmm. and then also like looking at humbleness as saying okay like yes i'm in this position but anything can flip anything mm-hmm. can change like just because, okay, I'm the president of BSA, literally I can wake up tomorrow and that position is gone because I slipped up or something. So always being like on your toes, knowing that like, yes, you're in a high position of power, but you could drop any second, you know? So just like, yeah. Yeah, Stay no. Stay humble, you know? No. Because like when, <laughs> when people get no, cocky, I totally... that's when it's like a mess. No, okay, so that I 110% agree with. I think that sometimes things can get to people's head super, super. easy it's just super quick because it's so easy Early to in the get game. yeah mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. easy to get to high positions now like mm-hmm. that's really that's kind of broad to say but like i, know, I think but like especially with things social, like social media, media like you where, could make a tiktok and be famous tomorrow like yeah, you know you actually don't you know um so that i 110 percent agree and you also don't know who Okay, I feel like in context of humble versus cocky, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Because I think cockiness is really motherfucking ugly. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, like, so mm-hmm. ugly more arrogant, pretentious Especially about. when you're cocky, when you don't have, like, the shit to back it. Yeah. It's, like, relax. Like, you don't, you, like, what are you cocky about? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. So <laughs> then it's just, like. No, it's true. There's yeah. a lot of people like that. So, yeah. And I think the true confidence is almost a little humble in the sense where, like you don't have to brag about it exactly it's something that you have intrinsically and you know i i 100 percent co-sign that i just think that sometimes the word like when people are using um the word humble not in the context of like um of the like religion mm-hmm. but just using the word humble i just feel like sometimes it just is not used in a correct way yeah no you know i definitely I mean? get humble it yourself yeah, so, yeah it's like what am i relax. doing <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. So i get that mm-hmm. i get that and, like, also, like, don't humble yourself to the point where, well, I wouldn't say, hum- like, this is in relation to humbling, but, like, some people look at the context of humbling to the point where they're sitting on their talents and they're sitting on their gifts. Yeah. And they're not being their best self because I they know. feel like, oh, like, if I just go out and show people that, oh, I can sing or I can rap, that I'm putting myself on this high pedestal and I'm boasting and mm-hmm. puffing my chest out. But, like, you ask, you have to look at humbleness as not something that's equated to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I totally agree. Because I think I've heard the term humble almost used, like, almost as, like, a dress wear. So, for example, like, women putting their ass on the calendar, taking a selfie, and, like, booty shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, like, be humble. Like, you know? Like, I don't know <laughs> if it's just me that's heard that, but I've heard, like, yeah. in the like, way that women kind present of themselves. In, like, humble as a word for like modest yeah i guess mm. so and that's what annoys me the most mm-hmm. 
I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like showing that you got something and then yeah. someone saying like, oh, be humble. Yeah, or like she's really cocky. I've heard that before. I feel like, like women get labeled cocky way <laughs> faster than men get labeled cocky. And yeah. I think like you have to differentiate like, okay, cocky and confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. I think and it's also hard making sh- Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. It's hard. Even within yourself, like we mm-hmm. did a confidence episode. Confidence is such a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Self-love is a difficult thing, and it's something that you have to navigate for your entire life. And uh, it's a journey, not mm-hmm. a destination. Yeah, I think, not that I particularly think this is a positive thing, mm-hmm. but I think I'm assertive in silence. That makes sense? <laughs> so <laughs> I silence. So Real I think, G. like, no one can really, just, like, due to the fact of different um, different groups I was within when, during my teens, Everyone was pulling me different ways. I went to, like, a French school that was really racist. I was part of this church that was, like, not cool. And just, like, so many different things part of my life doubted me as an individual and created me to become a subservient person. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm at a place now where I'm very sort of in, like, who I am and I'm confident in, like, who I am. So you can come up to me and be like, hey, like, I fucking hate what you're wearing. Or I fucking hate, <laughs> like you're whatever you're doing and I'd be like I actually don't give a fuck like I mm-hmm. know who I am and like where I want to be but I think in spaces where like for example if it was like a black student association reflection or it was a classroom <laughs> where like oh, somebody's yeah. saying reckless shit like I don't see myself raising my hand even if I've like m- even if I've rehearsed it a million times in my head <laughs> of like what I would say I feel like in those cases I'm not as assertive mm-hmm. and I think it's because I I know that I can be not irrational, but I think that sometimes I lack the vocabulary to back up what I want to say. Mm-hmm. And so I never want to be in a situation where I can't effectively say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. So an example is, is like, I'm in an argument with a friend and I know that I feel a certain way and that feeling is valid. But if I don't know how to actually like express why I feel that way, then I don't feel like I can assert myself so basically for you it's like a lack of putting your action like putting your feelings into words yeah I think so being assertive in certain spaces yeah because I think to be assertive you need to I I think you need to like be really articulate um, not articulate but just like aware and yeah I guess articulate now that I'm thinking about it you need to be aware what you're saying you need to be very like you need to be very conscious of like every reason to why certain things connect. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna be assertive in a way that is successful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then you're be- gonna have to be. Yeah. Yeah, because if let's say like something happened between any of us, and I'm feeling a certain way, like I can't come up to you and say anything if I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain myself. Like you'd be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> be like, like, like crazy, and I would feel, <laughs> and I would feel the same way about yeah. any of you either. Like if you're like Lydia, you're making yeah. me feel sad. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like I. I can't understand to why I'm making you feel sad. Yeah. So therefore, I don't feel like it exists. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I think, like, being assertive also takes, like, a lot of, like, thinking and sometimes planning to enter, like, that space and say, okay, boom, 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 you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't just yeah. go and be talking blah, like, you know, and people are just <laughs> looking at your face, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And I think... Yeah. 
And I think I've also been like so hyper aware of how, or I've been trained to be so hyper aware of how other people perceive me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing a presentation, I'm like very hyper aware of like the words I'm saying and how other people are taking them in. Even if I feel like I've researched this for hours, you know, me and my partner yeah. have been doing this work for months. Like I am very conscious because I don't know who's in the room and I don't know what they know. Mm-hmm. So like, am I saying something wrong? Even though it's like, why am I thinking those things? Yeah. It's because I, I think it's part of, sorry, it's uh, I think it's part of like imposter syndrome and thinking that like, you know, even though you know this thing, the people around you know more. Or yeah, they, exactly. Or you're missing something or you're explaining something wrong. Um, especially in like university settings, I think it's really easy to feel like the other people in the room are smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think like, especially when I was in first year, I was like so nervous to like talk in class. Um, it gets easier as you know the years go by, but you always have those people in your class that are like you know the ones that are. Oh, like, I know the ones. You know what I mean? They're just they're like my worst nightmares. The worst. They always have their hand up. They're yeah. always talking, and you're like this person. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're smarter than you or have more talents than you. It's just that they're being more assertive and maybe they have certain attributes that make it easier for them to be assertive maybe they've always been able to be assertive because they're a white cisgender man so they you know what i mean so they have the privilege in order to you know be confident and be assertive without having that voice at the back of their head telling them that they don't belong there that they're not good enough or they're not smart enough or they shouldn't be in the classroom at all yeah for sure Imposter syndrome is super, super real. And for those of you who don't know what it is, essentially it's the persistent inability to believe that one success is deserved. So basically you think you've just like bamboozled everyone into having the position that you like have. Mm-hmm. But really like, you know, your you earned it. Yeah. yeah, you earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I definitely feel that a lot because I feel like a part of imposter syndrome is a lot of the times like discounting the things that you've done mm-hmm. or just kind of like making them seem easier than they were or making them seem like less significant than they are. Um, and I think I see that a lot in myself. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Like where yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I graduated, but like whatever. University was easy. Like I didn't even study. You know what I mean? Like saying mm-hmm. shit like that where it's like, actually, no, like you need to think about it. Like not everyone made it through. True. Not, not some people didn't even get accepted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some people didn't even make it past first semester. So it's like, um, all these accom- all of these accomplishments. Like, you have to think about like how you're wording your accomplishments to other people because, you know, you shouldn't be discounting it. Or like even when people talk about the podcast. Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes we can make it seem like oh it's not that much work or it's easy. But, I mean, we do put a lot of work into it and a lot of thought into it. And, um, like, this was a work in progress for months before it got off the ground. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Months, guys. You don't even know. <laughs> months. Um, yeah, even, yeah. like, saying things. I say this a lot. Where it's like, if I could do it, you could do it. Yeah. Like, I'm the I'm the level one, sis. <laughs> and and you like, could and do it. Like, <laughs> really? Like, this person has all. Like, you don't. I don't think we really realize all the things. Like, all the qualities that we have. And we're taught to maybe not recognize them. I don't know. Yeah, I like, don't, I don't we know are. because it's so sad. I really don't but then think. Then again, it's like, is it someone's job to teach you how to recognize your own skills, or is it something that you, as an individual, have to work on doing? I think it's both. I think it's both. I don't think that other people should tell me that I should recognize my own doings because I think it's like, oh, it's nice. Like my friend told me, like, no, Lydia, like you do deserve whatever I got. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like 
there's so much social doing behind it. That's the reason why I, like, don't claim certain things. Mm-hmm. So on the last episode uh, with Trask, <laughs> somewhere in the episode he was like, so guys, like, can I ask you a question? Like, what's your favorite thing about you? And me and Dina, like, kind of knew what was our favorite thing about us. But, like, is this, like, uh, uh, we uh like, it's, like, awkward like, to say yeah. what your favorite mm-hmm. thing about you is. And because the, you're not know. used to yeah. saying, like, I don't think they, I don't, I haven't, like, looked into this. I don't think that institutions particularly encourage you thinking negative things about you, like, mm. verbally saying them. But I don't think they particularly encourage you to verbally say positive things about you either. Mm-hmm. Like, the most you'll get is, like, tell me a special fact about you, your name and your year. But it will never be, like, I don't know. Or I feel like, especially throughout university where especially when you're in like first year second year you're handing in papers you're handing in assignments and they're just getting ripped to shreds and you're like cool i am fucking stupid and then you no yeah and then you graduate and then you're expected to be competently networking and it's Mm -hmm. like i'm shaking your hand i'm showing my linkedin but i feel like it all looks like shit because my whole life i've been like been like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong like in grading papers and grading shit so i don't know i hear you I think it's just, like, yeah, it's a structure of, like, education in general, too. It's just, like, they're always telling you what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not, re- like, more in university. It's, they're, like, it depends on your prof and stuff like that. But most of the time, it's, like, okay, like, this is what you did wrong. Not, like, this is what you did right. This is really good. You should continue doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I never even thought about that. Have you ever had a prof tell you what you've done right? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I actually have. And it's, like, also because you're so focused on achieving, like, a certain grade. Even if you get, like, a 79, you're never looking at, okay, this is what I did well to do- get a 79. You're looking That's at, so this is what I need- did wrong to get a 79, and this is what I yeah. need to do well to get an 85, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. 100% true, and it's, like, who's training us to think this way? Fucking society, man. <laughs> it's a meritocracy. <laughs> it's the devil. She said the devil. It's the devil. But it's true. Like, it's really sad. Um, like, today I was at, like, a school orientation thing. And um, it was basically, like, a meet and greet type thing, like an icebreaker. And it's a networking thing. Like, it's you're supposed to network, meet your classmates, meet your profs and things like that. And... It's just, like, I felt so underprepared because I was meeting people in my program and they're already thinking about, like, their placement and, like, what companies they would want to do placements for and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, I've not even thought about that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, like, sitting there smiling through it all. But in the back of my head, I'm like, these, like, I'm so underqualified or, like, I'm not smart enough. And I think that's what, like, it happens a lot when we live in a society where it's very like comparison and you want to compare yourself to other people's achievements and put yourself up against that and it's really also easy to do with like social media for sure i think we've talked about this before on the podcast but like it's so easy to like look at your facebook feed and see all these people you went especially to high school especially facebook being like i am graduated um law school now and you're like cool i'm doing nothing with my mm. life so it's can't sad. relate no it's <laughs> sad and i think that also like the true like a true sense of confidence comes from a place where you're not comparing yourself it's like this person is going to law school this person is like graduated from ryerson or wherever and that actually has no effect on you and like you can logically know that but sometimes just like insecurity feeds into it Mm -hmm. and i think that like overall like insecurity is the reason for being um like more submissive i think in general 
in social settings, not like sexual settings. Insecurity is the reason <laughs> but, for being more submissive. Okay. Because I feel Let's like. Let's unpack this. Yeah. So I feel like the reason why mm. I think that is because if you're allowing someone in social settings to be more dominant over you, it's either because you have more confidence in their ability to navigate the situation, mm-hmm. which might not particularly be your insecurity. If it's like, for example, your mom knows how to write, like make Jetta <laughs> and you're like learning to make Jetta, then obviously you're going to like follow mm-hmm. the steps with her. So mm-hmm. like lack of skill too. It had to be like lack of skill, but... But like what are we defining as being submissive or dominant in a specific situation? Is it like not speaking... Yeah, or I think is it would, like what is it and what is the situ like what situations are we kind of talking about? Because I think some people like can be really really confident, but also like they don't like they're not like the loudest person in the room. I think instead of I feel like, um, I think for me submissive means like just not taking up space that is yours. Okay. So I don't particularly think that like if you're just someone who's quiet that doesn't particularly make you um, submissive. Submissive, but. In okay, those cases, yeah, yeah. I just meant, like, if I know something is to be true in a classroom, I'm not, like, making it known, then that's me just, like, mm-hmm. being passive and not, mm-hmm. like, asserting myself and where I should be. Especially when we're talking about, like, topics about women of color, like, things like that. Like, in women's studies classes or sociology classes, mm-hmm. and it's that same white girl that's raising her hand. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I should be raising my hand. Like, yeah. I should be lecturing, honestly. <laughs> like, this is my life experience you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, yeah, I would just, I would define submissive as either allowing someone to take up the space that is yours or like giving or yeah allowing someone to take up the space that is yours mm-hmm. yeah giving and I think me. in being confident sometimes you can be uncomfortable like I think sometimes in the back of my head I'm like I know this to be true but I'm really uncomfortable like raising my hand in this like classroom but I do it anyways um especially like with poli sci I have a lot of classes or I had a lot of classes that were a lot of just like men um and then some and like it's like an intimidating atmosphere sometimes to raise your hand when they're they'll be saying things and they'll be even saying words I've never heard or like (laughs) things where I'm like I don't even know what you're talking about but I can understand the main gist of this conversation and I don't like where it's going and I'm gonna put my hand up right now am I really uncomfortable yes am I shaking yes but I will put my hand up because like you someone else needs to be heard it's true and also like nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten like if someone else feels the same way that you do like in your opinion of like what you're about to say in class like they like it's not just a win for you it's a win for them too yeah like, every time i've been to a space where i'm like fuck i wish i could say something i wish i could say something and someone else has raised their hand and like said what i wanted to say i'm like thank god yeah, yeah. so it's like don't just do it for you do it for like the other the people, people yeah. in the room too. Yeah. and yeah. i know we're like referencing university classrooms but it's honestly like our life experience life is point. a university classroom baby but, like, let me tell ya <laughs> but yeah but just like um applying this elsewhere just like also in like a job the workplace a, in yeah. a workplace like um applying to jobs like I feel like I've been to a lot of jobs um that have been like group interviews and I'm like this is so weird but that is like a quick place where you need to learn how to assert yourself um in a workplace and just knowing that like your resume is not it's not just your experience but the skills that you have um and so, yeah, just knowing yourself and being really confident in your abilities is going to make it super, like, way more easier to assert yourself, even if it is uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, going back to, like, what Dina said, like, I like it, make, it shows you that comfort level does interfere with how assertive you can be in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you guys said, like, oh, like, 
I appear to be someone that's assertive, but like I said, like my comfort level can also switch. Uh-huh. So it's like I could be in a room and we're talking about race and we're talking about um, the black experience and I'm mute because I feel uncomfortable like what Dina said. But then I can also just all of a sudden have a day where I feel so comfortable and I'm ready to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think like that also interferes with like um, how assertive you are in certain spaces. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel and I think like comfort level is something that really is like can't really change. Like you're never like going to walk into a room and be like, OK, like. Or we, like, sleep the night before and be, like, tomorrow at 9 p.m. when I'm in lecture. Okay, not 9 a.m., I should 9 say. 9 a.m., yeah, yeah. <laughs> 9 a.m. when I'm in lecture. I'm going to be comfortable and I'm going to engage in conversation. Like, you never really know how, when your level of comfort is going to, like, switch. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, that's, like, another thing that kind of interferes with how assertive someone can be. Do you guys have any tips for people trying to, you know, maybe be more confident in their abilities or assert themselves more? I would say, like, just, like, take time and, like, look at the things that you are good at. Mm-hmm. Like, look at yourself and look at your personality, your skills, your talents. Even if sometimes you think that you, if you don't have any talents, just, like, like, what do people compliment you on? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. And just look at your skills and start to, like, really actually think, like, okay, I'm good at that. I have a lot of knowledge about this. I've read a lot of articles about this certain topic. And just know, like, what you're really good at. I think, like, that's something that, like, a lot of people don't really, like, sit down and think about. Like, mm-hmm. what am I good at? Yeah, for sure. What's my specialty? Self-reflection. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think with yes. that, too, is, like, understanding what you're good at and know that, like, even if you're good at it, you're not perfect at it. Yeah, for so sure. So, for example, like, I don't know. I love doing the podcast and I like doing the podcast. People compliment the podcast. But that doesn't mean that every point I make forever is going to be perfect. perfect. <laughs> like, I have to think of them through and I have to be like, man, like, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but it's yeah. already on. It's and that's okay. Process, you have to for learn sure. forever. Yeah. Um, and I think another tip I'd give for, like, being assertive is, like, Dina made a really good point about, like, sometimes you do feel uncomfortable. And I think for growth, like, sometimes you just have to fuck your feelings. Like, it's mm-hmm. honestly the truth. I hate it. If you're someone who is, like, very emotionally driven, like, I'm sorry, but, like, it's just not going to work out for yeah. you. Like, you need to stop doing that. Mind over yeah. And yeah. you know what? Sometimes you're going to get in an argument in your class with someone. And you're going to fucking you're gonna cry. cry later. Oh, and you know trust what? me, we've all done That's it. So broke, girl. <laughs> we've all I've cried. Yeah, no, you've all cried in front of the fucking white guy. That's fucking annoying. And That he... says all immigrants should get deported. <laughs> and you have to just deal with it. I know. Oh, I and... cried. Oh, I've <laughs> cried. I've cried. I've I've cried. I'm not gonna lie. I've cried, especially like workplaces too. Like I've always like. Oh yeah, I've cried at work. If you haven't cried at work, you're not getting enough money. (laughs) No, No, everyone has to cry at work. Yeah, everyone should cry at work one time. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, I feel like yeah. It's just so it's sad. it's so hard, but you like, really like, like I feel like that's the lesson of my life mm. is just like train your mind to be stronger than your heart. Oh, definitely. Oh my goodness, that's like such a good like tip or like (laughs) just like a good like life because every time yeah every time i've obviously it sucks in the moment Mm -hmm. where you're like oh my god i hate this i hate this i hate this i hate this but it always pays off it It always always pays off yeah and also like also like just view life as a learning experience literally everything that you get into it's never an l it's L stands for learning, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. L stands for learning. So even if you open your mouth and what you were thinking in your head when you said it, it was wrong, literally that's my, like 
my life every single day. I'm thinking something, I open my mouth, and I just sound like, okay, what? <laughs> no, but literally, it's literally like, okay, me. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. I learned. I learned something. And, like, learn, you're yeah. saying, like, let, for example, you're saying a point, and then someone's like, actually, and then just, like, comes with, like, a counter argument that's, like, you're like you like brings you to realization, you know right? Yeah. And when that happens, you just be gracious and mm-hmm. say, oh, "I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for and teaching me." That's a huge thing. I mean, I guess that kind of goes in with confidence. I think, but I think knocking off. I guess like I think the right word is pride. Like if you're just like oh, for sure. not worried about being wrong. I think mm-hmm. once I've learned. So kind of going back, I was talking about how I'm like I'm assertive in silence, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to like say the wrong thing. And then if I just like bring it up, I sound like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Even if you do sound like an idiot, this is advice to me as well. Just be like, you know what? Honestly, like I thought about it <laughs> and I was wrong. And I'm glad that I like at least figured out I was wrong instead of like mm-hmm. analyzing a million times being like, what if I said this? What if I said that? Yeah. And like right now, like all the stuff that we're saying on this podcast, someone could be in the comments and be like, okay, I disagree with what she said here. Please I think comment. that this is this, this, this. And like I could read some and be like, oh, that's a good point. And be like, but I disagree with you. Or I could be like, hmm, you're right. I'm learning something from you and yeah. take it, you know? So at the end of the day, like we're all different. We all have different viewpoints, but it just comes down to being confident to even share that with the world, right? Yeah. Share your thoughts with the world yeah. and then just grow and learn. Mm-hmm. That's it. True confidence is knowing that like you're not going to know everything. Mm-hmm. If you're truly confident in your ability and your intellect, then you're not going to feel like that's all being challenged when someone mm-hmm. says that something you said is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're still going to have that you know that you're an intellectual strong person and you know that you're smart. Just, like, you're not always going to be right. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah, and it comes down to all abilities. Like, for example, like, Mm -hmm. I play the piano, yeah. (laughs) I have the confidence. (laughs) (laughs) I have the confidence to prop up a a camera and record myself playing because I know that I have some technical ability to play a song. But I'm always, I always know that there's so much more for me to learn. Like, I'm literally not where I need to be in terms of piano, like, if I look at some of the greatest pianists, I'm literally at rock bottom. <laughs> but like to someone that probably doesn't play piano, they think, oh my gosh, you're so great. You're amazing. But literally, I know that I have so much to learn. So I have the confidence in mm-hmm. my um, skill of playing piano to post a video. But I'm also ready and prepared. And I, I'm, I want people to comment like, okay, you should have played a minor chord instead of a major chord. Or you should have played a E minor scale instead of playing this certain scale. So I think it just comes down to, yes, um, having the confidence to do what you need to do and asserting yourself in certain rooms, but also opening your heart and being ready to grow and learn mm-hmm. when you assert yourself, yes. you know? Yeah, that's so that's true. I think, it, like, I think it's just so hard because – we're just like put in a space where we're constantly afraid of being wrong. Mm-hmm. We're constantly f- like afraid of failure, and it's like you actually can't win without failure. And I think that that's just like a missing piece in the winner story that we just like don't say. It's like, true. sure, you're making moves in silence. What are the moves? Of- it's all error, right? Like, it has to be all error if you're making moves in silence to the top. Like, you can't make it to the top if you don't fuck up. Mm-hmm. People and- are just very obsessed with perfection. Yeah, they are. And, like, mm-hmm. I honestly messed up. Like, I feel like last summer I wanted to start a YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I don't have a perfect camera. I don't have all these things. And even this year, like, I wasn't particularly confident in my content. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Like, you'll never be. <laughs> you'll never. <laughs> like, you never will be. be. Like, you're you just going to put it out there. You just, just got to put it out there. Like, get better. 
And get better. Yeah. No 110%. And that means for absolutely anything. That's true. Art-wise, school-wise, whatever. Like, you just need to put it out there because someone will mess with it. To be honest. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, to be honest, it's it's really rare with the internet that, like, not one person will like it. <laughs> Out there, like, someone will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm amazed every day when someone tells me they like Growing Up Ugly. Because that, like, the episode Growing Up Ugly, that was the worst episode I've ever recorded. But someone likes it, so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you learn. Mm-hmm. 600 people like it. That's actually <laughs> embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> 600? How's that embarrassing? Um, because that episode, that episode is fucking embarrassing. embarrassing. I wish like, I could redo it. The concept was there, but like the dialogue was not. Like we were <laughs> we were new, you know. We didn't really know how to do a podcast. And like talking about being ugly is it's you know? like it's kind of triggering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, but like I think it, yeah, you know. But yeah, like especially throughout time, like you're gonna learn, guys. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. learn. You're gonna learn. What was my advice? Oh I yeah, and yeah, I wanted to end the podcast with my advice, but I honestly can't. I feel like you guys said everything. Um, yeah, just <laughs> knowing yourself, knowing your skills, not being afraid to fail. Um, and yeah, like fake it till you make it. Honestly, mm-hmm. like if you if the world is your stage and you you need to be an actress, like do mm-hmm. it because like <laughs> if you need to like whatever it is that you want to do, if it is just to talk in tutorial say you're someone who has really strong opinions but you don't you're just you don't like talking in public rehearse what you want to say four times research before your tutorial like whatever it is that is going to make you step outside of your comfort zone and and assert yourself do it you can be really really confident with practice people are not born like this Mm-hmm. And don't let people walk on you. Yes. Ever. I know. I'm always so jealous of, I think, a lot of, like, women from the GTA are like that from Toronto and how, like, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, they're always just like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I stepped out and I told you. So listen. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, that's, like, what was so different, like, coming from, like, the GTA and then coming to London. I realized that, like, people in general in London are just very very passive Mm. like I could be on a bus and someone could be beating or like just like beating down on a woman and no one will say anything they'll just look at them like literally and like I'll be the person to be like okay excuse me what you're doing is wrong and everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy like that's like London culture like you guys don't like to speak up when people are spitting on you and it's like something I like yeah but that you is know, definitely London culture. That's London culture. But you guys can change that, you know? You know? <laughs> Everyone listen to retweet podcasts and learn how to stick up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, even, like, me when, like, getting my jacket back, if I was back home, I would have did, like, I think I would have did way more. Or, like, no, if I was back, I wouldn't have done way more. Like, I'm happy with what I did. But I think if I was back home, it would have been more normal. I think, like, everyone um, in London was, like, amped. Like, they were an- we were they amped. were amped and like yes like it's a really exciting story but like everyone wants to like follow 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 like seeing what's going on but like I feel like back she home she posted it's all normal. over Instagram yeah yeah I think like back she home would have been normal like yeah. oh yeah she got what was hers the end you know but here it was like whoa mm-hmm. so I think like that's like lending culture like for sure many more assertive people yeah 
Dina and Lydia are about to start that though. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, sorry, last thing I also wanted to say, um, I think it also starts with language because I think that language mm-hmm. is really powerful. So one thing that I noticed that me and Dina do a lot on the podcast is when we're speaking like an actual fact, like something that we've learned from class, instead of saying, so um, intersectionality is X, Y, Z. We'll say things like, I feel like, and then we'll just say the point. I think. Or I think. And it's like, actually, that's not a feeling. And that's not (laughs) a thought. Like, that's a fact. (laughs) So, like, just say it like a fact. and Or something that I say a lot in class, even if I am speaking, I always say, like, Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I'm already assuming that you might think I'm wrong. (laughs) And it's like, stop assuming (laughs) that people are going to think that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, don't start off with that. Yeah, because, like, one, one thing I realized, I remember I gave a presentation and then I learned so much from that presentation because, like, I didn't like how it went. And I watched a YouTube video of some guy, and he was talking about literally nothing. But because of the way he presented his points and spoke with so much confidence, like, he was actually talking about something, the like, the audience was just cheering and clapping and clapping. But then I deeped his message. I'm like, you're really not saying nothing, but because of the way that you're presenting yourself and how confident you are in what you're saying – people are receiving the message like it's the word of God. You no, know? exactly. So it's actually No, fast. it's facts. You tell people like how to perceive you, mm-hmm. how to you tell like, people how to treat you, how to treat you. Like yeah. you are the setting stone. So you really need to like take yourself seriously. Yes. For real. So this is such like an important episode to put out during this time. This is back to school time, Happy back to back grinding. To yeah. So you know what? Like, tell your professors go in the fucking office hour and tell them you get a better grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell them to raise your seventy-five to an eighty. Period. Period. Yeah. And sorry, side note: being assertive doesn't have to go hand in hand with being like angry. loud, yeah. angry, obnoxious. Like, yeah. it's not that. I guess what we meant by loud was just. Uh, taking up space. Yeah, like loud is like a uh, what's La- the word? Um, I don't know how to explain synonym, this, not but synonym. Um, a a hy- adju- hyperbole. Hyperbole. Yeah, it's hyperbole. Hyperbole. That yeah. is the word. That is the word of the day. That is the word. <laughs> Just like loud is an energy, energy not particularly yeah. like being ratchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's, that's not me. <laughs> thank Sorry, you. love. Yeah. Thank Sorry, you, love. everyone, for listening to retweet. Follow us on our socials. Um, Instagram at Retweet Podcast, our YouTube page, I believe it's Retweet Podcast. Yeah, it's Retweet Podcast. Um, yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, you already know what it is. Guys, <laughs> we, yeah, we know, <laughs> we know you have opinions about what we're saying. So what's up with our comment section? I'm so confused. You guys need to start commenting what you think. Even if it's a DM, that's okay. It doesn't have to be Honestly, a comment Honestly, I on love the, the DMs. If you send a DM, like... We don't need to put you on blast. Just, like, send us a DM. We want to hear your feedback. We love what you guys have to say. We love the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what it is. Follow. Like. Follow them. Subscribe. I'll be at your door. And follow Cartier. Cartier Karen. Follow her on her piano page, Melodies by Karen. Yeah, and it's Karen K-E-R-E-N, not K-A, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. K-E-R-E-N. You already heard. Bye, guys. <laughs>